Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob, and I'm reading today from a piece that came out of the Open Doors website not too long ago. It is Saturday, July 14, 2018. Um, just a few days ago this came out, and I knew that I had to share it with you. I recommend highly that you go to Open Doors. Uh, I've forgotten that website name. I think it's persecution.something. You check them out there on, with Google. Um, and just look through all their stuff. A lot of good things there. International Christian Concern is another one. And, of course, Voice of the Martyrs and VOM Korea. A lot of good places out there to be checking out your persecuted brothers and sisters. Every once in a while, I, I want to bring out the Chosun part of my name. People ask me, where did you get this strange name, Hackberry House of Chosun? Hackberry House is a place I used to live and where I started my writing and speaking ministry. And Chosun is the old name for Korea. So those two things together, writing, just general writing, not just about Korea, but about the Word of God, and, and a love for the persecuted people. Of, of that nation and other nations, Romania and so on, through the years. That's where the name comes from. Anyway, we're going back to Chosun tonight, talking about Li Ju Chan. He's now a pastor in China. He grew up never knowing the family secret. This, this article is about children, by the way. It's why or where are the Christian children of North Korea? There aren't too many. And here's Li telling you, that as he grew up, uh, his parents were Christians, but they couldn't talk about it. They didn't want to bring him in, not because they were ashamed, but because they wanted to protect him in some way. Well, Lee Ju Chan is now in his 50s. He's one of the thousands of North Koreans who grew up in a Christian family without knowing it, for fear of the human rights abuses that Open Doors is urging President Trump to address during the U.S.-North Korea summit. Well, that's a little old, isn't it? And But we hope that he continues, uh, eventually brings it in. This is so dear to the hearts of God's people. If a North Korean's faith is discovered, they and three generations of their families face prison, physical and mental torture, even death. In this country, which is number one for 17 consecutive years on the world watch list of open doors. In other words, where's the worst place for a Christian to be? I understand that Nigeria is, is trying to get to the top here by just practically genocide in that nation, at least half of that nation. It's not just about the dying of Christians in North Korea. It's their living that we're talking about also. And that's why they keep going to the top. But in that country, parents cannot risk telling their children about their faith. That's uh, perhaps the saddest consequence of North Korea's high squeeze factor. Uh, some parents wait until the children are old enough, then let them in on the family secret. Others, like Lee's parents, never feel that freedom. Well, I knew my parents were different. I, everybody called them communist parents because they took care of the sick, the poor, and the needy. At night they read from a secret book, which I wasn't allowed to read from. But I heard them whisper the words, and I knew it was their source of wisdom. I also knew that if I ever talked about this to someone else, our family would be taken away. 
Li Ju Chan's mother came to faith before the Second World War, during the time that Korea was one country and Japan ruled it. When dictator Kim Il-sung came to power after the war, Christian persecution started in North Korea and churches were closed down. Lee escaped from his native country in the late 90s. His mother came out uh, sometime after that. Uh, he describes their meeting. It was a very emotional moment to meet her in China. For the first time, my mother could tell me all these things that she had kept a secret from me for over 30 years. She took my hand, brought me to an empty house church. There she told me how she became a Christian in 1935, when she was nine. That her parents had been Christians too, and, and how everybody served each other during the Japanese occupation of Korea. She longed for those days. She explained how Christ came to this world and died for us all. She told me everything I needed to know about our faith, that she gave birth to me, but that I was actually God's child, she said. He will protect you. He'll give you a place to live. Believe in him. Be faithful. Your eternal life actually starts from here. Lee's mother started to pray aloud, shouting even. She prayed for three hours, sweat covering her entire body. She prayed for me, for North Korea and the people of North Korea, Lee says. She pleaded with the Lord to save her people. Later, Lee's mother and his brother, who had also come to China, went back to North Korea. They had no idea someone had betrayed them. And when they crossed the river, four hidden soldiers appeared. One hit Lee's mother with his rifle and killed her instantly. His brother was stabbed to death with bayonets. Lee witnessed the murders from the other side of the river. He later learned that his father and other siblings were arrested and murdered too. The young man who had been prayed over by his mother was able to reach South Korea, eventually fulfilling his mother's wish by becoming a pastor following Jesus. Well, based on our secret conversations with North Korean believers, there are three reasons why North Korean parents don't share the gospel with their young children. Number one, ongoing indoctrination. From cradle to grave, from morning till evening, every North Korean citizen is subject to indoctrination. All day, through television, radio channels, newspapers, even loudspeakers, propaganda is poured out on them. But one of the first words North Korean parents must teach their children are the words, Thank you, Father Kim Il-sung. At school, they learn about the Kim family and their wonderful deeds. And they bow in reverence to statues and images. Through books and animation movies, they're taught that Christians are evil spies who kidnap, torture, and kill innocent North Korean children and then sell their blood and organs. Number two is too risky. I was afraid every day for my life in North Korea, shares Lee Ju Chan. But children are not always aware of security. They can 
accidentally sing a song or tell their friends a particular Bible story. At school, teachers may ask if their parents read from a certain black book. Sharing the gospel is extremely dangerous. Three, they have nobody to tell them. Sadly, in North Korea, tens of thousands of children, maybe more, have become homeless because their Christian families were torn apart by death, arrests, or other tragedies. Sometimes someone is able to reach China but unable to return. The hard North Korean life has broken up countless families, scaring the surviving children for life. Now that that's not a typo. A scaring probably could also be scarring, but it does do both. So are there no Christian children in North Korea at all? By God's grace, there are a few. Oftentimes they accidentally discover the gospel. In our house was a hidden closet, says Kim Sang-hwa, who grew up in North Korea. When I was 12, I accidentally found it. I don't know why, but I, I started to feel inside the cabinet with my hand, and when I felt a book, I pulled it out. I opened the book, and I began to read. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. She began to shiver and dropped the book. I was so scared. I was taught about the evolution theory, so I knew this book was illegal. My discovery could cost me my life. I was afraid to touch the Bible, but I, I couldn't just leave it there. I closed my eyes, picked up the book, and, and put it back. I weighed my options. Should I tell my teacher? Should I visit the, the local security official? For 15 days, I couldn't think of anything else. I knew it was my duty to report this illegal book, but, but it was my family that was involved. And I also had all these questions. Who is this God or, or what? Finally, Kim Sang-hwa had the guts to confront her father about her discovery. He was very surprised and he sat next to me. He asked me, do you see those old trees? I nodded. Who made those? He asked. I, I said, I didn't know. And he explained the story of creation to me including how God made Adam and Eve. Then he turned to me and asked me another question. What is the most dangerous animal? I didn't know why, but I, I answered the snake. That's right, he replied. He told me how sin came into the world. It was the first of many conversations we had about the Bible, about God, Jesus, and the gospel. He explained many Bible stories to me. I was not a real believer yet. But they did make a lot of sense to me. I felt sorry for all those people who didn't know the truth. Even my older siblings were unaware. Slowly, Kim's family taught her about the Bible. My mother taught me to memorize Bible verses and the apostolic creed and also explained the full gospel to me. My grandfather showed me how to pray. It's just talking to God, he said, nothing more. Nothing less. Kim's grandfather spoke a lot about Jesus' second coming. Oh, he really longed for that, Kim said. To me, all those stories and ideas were so interesting. I also read the Bible for myself, but I realized it was dangerous. 
My father always emphasized not sharing anything with anyone else. Then he would start to pray in whispers, almost inaudibly. Father, help the North Korean people to seek your kingdom first. After helping thousands of North Koreans who come from Christian families, Open Doors continues to discover that God seems to never let go of these families. I remember my two grandfathers, says Cho Young Soup, who also grew up in North Korea. When I was doing homework, I listened to their conversations and I heard them say weird stuff. They spoke about the second coming of Jesus and how Esau sold his birthright for just one stew meal. I remember thinking to myself, that must have been very, very nice stew. And I also thought that part of growing older meant talking about strange things. Later, my grandfather and father were arrested for being part of a Christian network. They were able to talk their way out, but had suffered tremendously in prison. We were banished to a remote village. My grandfather told me to believe in God, but life was hard, and Che received no teaching about God. She only discovered the Lord after going to prison for trying to escape North Korea. Young Suk didn't think much about the God of her grandfather in prison. This changed when an old lady was imprisoned for stealing food. She had also demolished an old pig stable and built a new one without the permission of her mother. I could hear her praying, Sweet mother, please forgive me. Forgive me, Chai recalls. It was actually out of boredom that I also started to pray to my mother. I prayed that mother would help me get out. Then I realized that my father was probably stronger. So I started praying to him. And maybe my grandfathers were even stronger, so I started praying to them. Then I asked myself, what is the most powerful person I could pray to? I came to the conclusion it was the God of my grandfather. And so I prayed and I asked him to release me. I still was not a believer, but I firmly believe that that thanks to those remarkable prayers in that dark prison cell, I have been blessed so much ever since. I remembered a novel in my youth. I had actually stolen that book. The main character was a Christian, and he also prayed to God. So I repeated what he said, Almighty, Holy, Holy Father, Merciful, Merciful Father. I repeated this sentence every morning. When she was released, after spending several torturous months in prison, Che was able to escape to China And for the first time in her life, she had the opportunity to read the Bible. She came across some stories that her grandfather used to tell. Then I realized my grandfather had been right all along. God existed and had answered my prayers. The first time Che went to a Chinese church, it was an incredible experience for her. She remembers, I just wanted to experience church and to see what it looked like. At the door stood a man, and he greeted me, said hello in Korean. Annyeonghaseyo. From that moment on, my mind was turned upside down. I felt safe. 
I felt like I could really trust these people. Grace came over me. And when I sat down, I closed my eyes. I had an image of myself crying. I knew I was indeed just about to cry. If I opened my mouth, I would never stop crying. And from my screams, everyone would know that I was a North Korean defector. So with all my might, I kept my jaws shut. After the service, my face was hurting from the tension. Che told the woman who had taken her to the church what had happened. It was because God really loves you, she explained to Choi. She came to faith, and now she says, I am the fruit of my grandfather's prayers. Well, without a doubt, the most important prayer point for North Korean Christian parents is that one day they're able to share the gospel with their children. May I stop here? And, and tell you what I heard from John MacArthur just recently. The most important for, thing for American parents to remember is that your job is to bring your children to Christ. It's not just a North Korean thing, but we have many parents who think social acceptability is more important or education is more important or sports are more important and, and so on. We must bring our children to Christ first above all else. So, Please pray for, first, opportunities to live out the gospel, even when parents can't talk about their faith or have decided not to. Secondly, opportunities to safely share the gospel when children are old and mature enough. Thirdly, protection of Christian families. The children will not be used to lure their parents into a trap, as has happened many times. And fourth, that God would continue to hold families in his hands throughout the generations. Our brothers and sisters need to know they're not alone. Join in praying. Contact one of these uh, North Korea organizations or just uh, suffering church organizations that I mentioned earlier. Get in touch with them. Pray what you know now. You can use my website as a starting point. I've got hundreds of video, uh, excuse me, audios on this website about North Korea. Hundreds more in Korean by a Korean defector who has a radio broadcast right on this website. Um, there's, there's books you can read. There's constant praying you can do. Just ask God what he would have you do. Some of you may want to go over there to, to the border, to, to organizations that are working for North Korea in South Korea. God may lead you all over. Don't, don't write off any possibility of what God may do. I'm still saying that to the Lord. Uh, maybe there's still something he wants me to do that I haven't done. Thank you so much for being with me on this special weekend uh, broadcast of uh, Hackberry House, the, the Chosun part of Hackberry House. And, uh, we'll be back, Lord willing, soon. This is the Hackberry House of Chosun. Bye-bye.